Hello and welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up, the Panthers ended their regular season with an upset, but first, today's top stories. Iowa has identified nearly 100 new broadband intervention zones as part of its Empower Rule Iowa Broadband Grant Program. These zones will receive enhanced incentives and higher prioritization for state funding. The program has secured over $352 million in state and federal funding since 2018, benefiting more than 109,000 homes. The Southeast Iowa Regional Planning Commission played a significant role in the applications, obtaining intervention zone status for areas in Lee, Henry, and Jefferson counties. Private sector efforts were deemed insufficient, prompting the need for government intervention, a particular area in Washington County with underserved locations lacking adequate download and upload speeds is ranked 76th on the list. The qualification process involved collaboration between the Washington Economic Development Group, broadband provider KCTC, and local authorities. Broadband is seen as an essential for economic development, education, job creation, and civic engagement in rural communities, enabling access to the internet, as well as connecting local businesses to global markets while facilitating education and healthcare access. The Henry County Board of Supervisors in Mount Pleasant held a meeting to address concerns regarding potential rezoning after a planning and zoning committee meeting. The proposal involved rezoning a property from industrial to residential, but it was not acted upon. The board decided to table the discussion as the Planning and Zoning Committee needs to review the county's comprehensive plan to avoid legal issues related to spot zoning. Chad Ebling, who wishes to start a concrete business in the area, addressed the board, assuring them that his business would address concerns such as dust control and traffic. Some neighbors expressed concerns about noise and the visual impact of the facility. The Chamber of Commerce emphasized the need for economic development and expanding the tax base. After an hour of conversation, the board chose to wait for the Planning and Zoning Committee minutes before proceeding. The Washington Public Library Board of Trustees in Washington is seeking a new member as Rick Hover has held a seat reserved for a rural representative, announced he won't seek a second term. The replacement must also be a resident of rural Washington County and will require an appointment from the mayor and approval from the Washington County Board of Supervisors. Library Director Carrie Ann Siegfried emphasized the importance of diverse perspectives and experiences in shaping the future of library services. Applications for the six-year position are available at the library or its website, and the deadline for candidacy submissions is May 23rd of this year. The term for the new member will commence on July 1st of 2023. The Henry County Engineering and Roads Department in Mount Pleasant is moving forward with planning construction projects, maintenance work, and employee promotions. County Engineer Jake Hotchkiss re- uh, presented a resolution to the Board of Supervisors seeking approval for a revised application for funding road improvements. The project, originally spanning a section of ro- road from J20 to 235th Street, will now end south of Skunk River Bridge due to budget constraints. The project's estimated cost is $3.9 million and funding coming from Regional Planning, a Safety Grant, and American Rescue Plan Act funds. Construction is expected to begin in the summer of 2024. Detours will be in place for the Lowell Hill and Ash Avenue projects, and employee promotions within the department have been approved. The Farnda Film Fest, Washington's first international film festival, will award laurels to eight filmmakers during a reception on May 20th at the Washington Public Library. The laurels will serve as recognition for their films and can be displayed in future screenings. The festival will showcase the winning films along with 20 others at various venues including Washington City Hall Council Chambers, Patricia's Room and Dodici Shop, the Washington Public Library, Art Domestique, and the State Theater. Local film historian Michael Zaz will kick off the festival with a presentation. All screenings will be free for the public to attend. The F2F board, led by co-presidents Lyle Mullen and Sarah Grunewald, selected the films to receive the laurels. 
For more information, visit F2F website at farmtofilmfest.org. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the weather and sports. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. I've been in health care for many years. I know that Tammy's that person who wants to help others and take care of us. She knows the health care business and wants to take care of others. Hello and welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up, we have your five-day forecast, but first, obituaries. Chloe Steen Palmer of Port Charlotte, Florida, passed away on January 2nd at the age of 89. A graveside service will be held on 11 a.m. May 18th at Kyoto Cemetery. Cranston Family Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Sally Bell of San Jose, California, passed away on March 7th at the age of 77. A funeral mass will be held at 8 a.m. June 17th at St. Alphonsus. Robert L. Greiner, Sr. of Otoma, passed away on May 14th at the age of 85. A funeral service will be held at 10 a.m. May 22nd at Reese Funeral Home. Dr. Glenn Peterson of Mount Pleasant passed away on April 29th at the age of 77. A memorial service will be held at 3 p.m. May 21st at the Olson Powell Memorial Chapel. That was the obituaries. It is now time for your five-day forecast. Today, the weather has been amazing with a high of 79 degrees and clear skies. Tomorrow will be the warmest day of the week with a high of 83 and mostly sunny skies. On Friday, temperatures will fall to 75 degrees and it'll be partly cloudy. Looking at the weekend, it'll be 73 and sunny on Saturday. And finally on Sunday, it'll be mostly sunny with a high of 80. We're going to take another quick break and when we come back, we'll take a look at sports. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross, Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. Our variety of available services let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. 
Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656. You know, it's not a question of what all you have and so on with your life. It's who is in your life and how much you care for them and how much they care for you. And Tammy definitely cares. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. And now, sports. Brought to you by Fairway. The Mount Pleasant girls soccer team won its last regular season game of the year on Monday, taking a 2-1 win at Atoma in non-conference play. The Panthers and Bulldogs fought to a scoreless tie through the first 40 minutes. At halftime, it was all knotted up at 0-0. Mount Pleasant scored the first goal of the second half. Atoma tied the game a few minutes later, but the Panthers scored one more before the game was over. Cherries Awerta scored one goal on the day. Toy Wilson had a goal and Ellie Manning and Sonia Simmons Simon each notched an assist. Eli Heaton faced some heat in net, but wound up with eight saves with, while only allowing one goal. Mount Pleasant finished the regular season 10-5. The Panthers will host a 1-10 Makokota team in the first round of the Class 2A Region 3 tournament on Thursday night. Van Buren County and Mount Pleasant brought the fireworks on Monday as the Warriors and Panthers battled tooth and nail in the 2023 high school baseball season opener. The Warriors scored three runs their final at-bat to walk off the Panthers 6-5. Mount Pleasant led 3-0 after one inning and 5-1 after two run top of the fifth, but Van Buren County came storming back, scoring five of its six runs in its final three at-bats. The Warriors were down 5-3 heading into their last at-bat before the three-run game-winning seventh inning. Despite the loss, Mount Pleasant's Peyton Walker had a big day at the plate, going 3-4 with a double and an RBI. Garrett Cook had an RBI for the Panthers as well. Jake Ensminger took the loss on the mound for the Panthers. Zarek Vanghaus and Ben Newton also saw time on the mound. Van Buren County is now 1-0, and the Warriors will try to make it two straight wins over Southeast Conference teams when they head to Keokuk on Thursday night. Mount Pleasant will host Minneapolis on Thursday in the home opener. That is the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host, Nick Steffens. This has been your news break, and I'll see you next time.